0: all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. The Board of Directors Investigation Protocol Many companies have an investigation protocol in place when a potential compliance violation or other legal issue arises. However, many boards of directors do not have the same rigor when it comes to an investigation, which should be conducted or led by the board itself. The consequences of this lack of foresight can be problematic because if a board does handle an investigation right, the consequences to the company its reputation and value can be quite severe the sec considers a variety of factors around corporate investigations including did management the board or committees consisting solely of outside directors oversee the review did company employees or outside persons perform the review if outside persons have they done other work for the company There is a Sarbanes-Oxley role in internal investigations, most particularly for audit. Section 301 of the Act, or rather SOX, establishes certain requirements for audit committees, including procedures for the receipt, retention, and treatment of complaints received by the issuer regarding accounting, internal controls, or auditing matters procedures regarding confidential and anonymous submissions by employees of the issuers of concerns regarding questionable accounting or auditing matters. Three, authority to engage independent counsel and other advisors as it determines necessary to carry out its duties. Four, funding to engage advisors as it deems appropriate. In the article, Successful Board Investigations, there are noted to be five key goals that any investigation led by a board of directors must meet. Number one, thoroughness. One of the key questions any regulator might pose is how thorough an investigation is to test whether they can really rely on the facts discovered without having to repeat the investigation themselves. Regulators tend to be skeptical of investigations where limits are placed explicitly or otherwise on the investigators in terms of what is investigated or how the investigation is conducted. This question can be initially be a deal killer particularly if the regulator involved views an investigation as insufficiently thorough as its credibility is undermined. 2. Objectivity An insufficiently objective investigation will be viewed by outsiders as inadequate or deficient. The same must be had with the investigators themselves. If a company uses regular outside counsel, it may be viewed with some askance, particularly if the client is a high volume client of the law firm involved, either in dollar amounts or the number of matters handled by the firm. Three, accuracy. In any part of a best practices compliance program, the three most important things are document, document this means that the factual findings of an investigation must be well supported otherwise the investigation opens itself up to skeptical prosecutors and regulators and the government will just go ahead and conduct its own investigation this is never good and your company may lose what little credibility and goodwill that it may have engendered by self-reporting or self-investigating four timeliness certainly in the world of FCPA enforcement and internal investigation should be done quickly this has become an even more necessity or necessary with a tight deadline set under the Dodd-Frank whistleblower provisions and the new mandate for whistleblowers to report to the SEC to receive protection from retaliation. But there are other considerations for a public company, such as impending SEC quarterly or annual report that may need to be deferred absent a timely resolution of the matter. Lastly, the DOJ or SEC may view delaying an investigation simply as part of document spoliation. Five, credibility. One of the realities of any investigation is that a board of directors-led investigation is reviewed after the fact, but not only by skeptical third parties, but sometimes years after the initial events and investigation. So there's not only an opportunity for Monday morning quarterbacking, but quite a bit of post-event analysis. Any board of directors-led investigation must and must be perceived as credible as to what was done, how it was done, who did it, and otherwise the board's work will all be for naught. Dan Chapman has said this time is a time for a very frank conversation with your board about what such an investigation will entail costs must be adequately discussed to set proper expectations. These include both direct cost and, more importantly, indirect costs. The biggest cost to a company during an investigation is the diversion of management resources. Everything stops to focus on the investigation. The indirect co- costs come from largely the time commitment of senior management. If senior management has to commit 20% of their time to the investigation, that's 20% that's not going to revenue generating shareholder value protecting activities. Finally, Jonathan Marks has noted after the notification of serious allegations, a board should take the following steps. Number one, consider creating a special committee to conduct the investigation. Two, establish a committee charter. Three, preserve the electronic and hard copy documentation environment. Four, communicate with external auditors, and five, plan potential communication with the SEC, DOJ, and relevant stock exchange. Marks also notes that while a special committee might be necessary in certain rare circumstances, the board should try to avoid forming a special investigative committee to oversee the investigation if the audit committee is composed of independent and disinterested directors that are suited for the task. A special committee must be disbanded at some point, and the disbanding could be a complicated news item. Conversely, if the audit committee oversees the investigation, then once the investigation is complete, they can pivot back to their normal duties, which would include overseeing the actual restatement process. Investigations overseen by an audit committee also benefit from positive relationship with the committee chair, usually an audit partner. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, the board should have a written protocol for any investigation in advance. After you're notified of a potentially bet the company piece of news is not something, a time you want to create one Two, Any investigation must be led, must be both critical and r- rather credible and objective. And three, the investigation must be thorough, but the board can be cost effective in its investigation going forward. This is Tom Fox. I hope you enjoy this month's offering on Hotlines and Investigations. A 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. If I could ask you to do, would you pass on to at least one person this podcast series on the nuts and bolts of compliance as I'm trying to expand my audience base for 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow where I take up another topic in innovation in compliance. Thanks again for listening. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.